0: A new year is an opportunity to start anew. Longtime listeners know that we feel very strongly about this. Very strongly against New Year's resolutions, but very strongly for reviewing last year, planning New Year, and setting in motion a process that will help us achieve these new goals, start new projects, and create new habits for the new year. And this, Michael, is what I'm going to talk to you about today on the podcast. Happy 2020, man! Thank you. <laughs> this episode bends the space-time, because this is going to be episode 198, but we've already recorded episode 198, just to realize after the new year that we always do a new year planning episode every year because it's really important and it's a really big deal to us and hopefully to our listeners. Uh, So yeah, the perfect opportunity to review and plan the new year is just before the new year. And the second best time is right after, which is today on this
1: podcast. Exactly. And uh, long-time listeners of this podcast know that we do that every year. But not only on the podcast. We really go through an annual review process. And we've outlined it um, in our past episode. Uh, It was 170, right? Live intentionally.
0: That's right. That's the best episode to start with. This is like the compilation of all our best ideas from the previous years of running the podcast.
1: Yeah, because we we had like... um, the episodes 127, 28, 129, 130, 131. We had the whole series of episodes about uh, annual reviews, but like you know, we, had, we talked about values and about uh, letting go, about burst projects and Keystone habits. Like we had, like we nailed it down there. Yeah. But the the annual review process, the process itself, which we're going through every year, um, uh, outlined. By you and uh, also by your Nosby how template is the best one is in 170 so episode 170 please if you're listening to this get the episode 170 go through it i've just gone through it and i really uh i really think we did a good job there so 170 episode is 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 worth uh, going through again i feel like we're saying this every year
0: but I actually listen to our past selves from previous years every year before the an- and during the annual review cuz like when you do it once a year you forget about some of the the details the insights you had during the process that 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 made like m- made the whole process click you know and and so I listened to the 170 and actually to, to the whole saga from the year before that I actually also listened to Planning Twenty Seventeen, uh, episode eighty-two, because why not? And and like you know these these guys, they're
1: they're smart, or they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, although like uh, because I was listening to myself, so um, I was uh, judging my past hopes, goals, and dreams and projects, and I was laughing out loud because some things <laughs> I just completely missed, I completely didn't do, or I was. Too optimistic about stuff, so I was so it was like also a very good opportunity to laugh at myself as my past self and thinking really, Michael, you really thought you would do, you could do that, <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, but um, but it was fun to uh, to listen to that and also, uh, which we'll get to that uh, today, hear myself in some of these episodes to try to do something and say I'm gonna do a better job at that, and then failing at it. Like knowing that, you know, I'm going to fail. So the theme of this episode is actually how, uh, well, for me at least, uh, how I'm simplifying many things to really make sure I get them done. Mm. We talked about values in the episode 128. And again, this episode is also worth listening to because... It's really crucial to to realize what your values are, your unique values to you, what you really care about and what you don't care about. And while doing this year's annual review, I realized how much I care about simplicity, like, mm-hmm. like sim- really simplicity. And then, of course, to make sure that I get the picture, I really re- listened for the, I don't know which, which time already, the the to the Essentialism book by Kirk McEwen and The One Thing by Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. And after that, I realized how much these books and these ideas resonate with me and with my um, strive for simplicity, uh, for having you know less clutter, fewer things, uh, like all that stuff. And uh, because of that, there will be new concepts today to talk about, uh, which I'm going to try to introduce uh, this year to fail less. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's worth not forgetting that a part of the annual review is letting go of your previous goals, previous mistakes, previous failures, projects, habits. It's a new year, it's a clean slate, you start fresh. It's not worth obsessing over uh, past failures. Though, if appropriate, it's worth figuring out what actually happened that those goals were not achieved. And uh, sometimes it's a lack of process or maybe a lack of something else. But sometimes it's just you taking too much onto yourself Making it simply impossible or infeasible for you to actually achieve all those goals in a year. Thus, simplicity and minimalism.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we tend to think that if we fail at something, we should just try harder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And if you want to come out with one thing from this episode, try saying not try harder, but try differently. And... It, like, just take a different approach if you really want to do this if you th- still think you want to do this but you failed uh, then don't just try harder at this but just mm-hmm. see if you can do it differently then, then maybe you will achieve uh, uh, what you set out to do
0: Michael, what? which time is it that you've read The Essentialism?
1: I lost count, but it was like 6th time or, or something, or 7th hmm.
0: wow 'Cause like, like I, I don't basically... I don't reread books generally. And it, it just strikes me how much you come back to this book. Like I, I wonder if it's you liking to re listen to stuff and I, I know you're also the kind of person that that watches uh, movies over and over. Which is not mm-hmm. a thing I I, I do. I, I wonder if 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 this book like really resonates with you in particular, or if it's a thing that's like a constant struggle to you more than to to, to other people, uh, and 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 you you need this as kind of a reference to like ground yourself.
1: I think it's the latter. Like it, I I mean it is kind of something that I enjoy this book. It's really well well done. And it's well written by Greg, but my constant fight to become a better like essentialist to to do something what's essential to be better at doing things to not spread myself thin which is my kind of a weak point mm-hmm. i think um uh, like that's why uh i prefer I, I like rereading this book like every year basically to make sure that you know that again these concepts you know start like that i just kind of remind myself how i should approach things and uh, um Especially there, the concept that that makes to make execution effortless, and it it struck me how much uh, this past year I was kind of rooting against myself. I was just putting too many obstacles on my on my own way, just just making things harder for myself, you know. And 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 then that's why um I've come like after reading this book for this you know seventh time, I was trying to um. To look at everything I do and mm-hmm. see what can be uh, how they can be simplified and, um, and the first thing I want to tell you like, data entry, um. So it you know it sounds weird but, hear me out. So we talked about the concept of my mag- magic spreadsheet. Yeah. Right. Well, this year I well this past year I completely failed at having a magic spreadsheet. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't using it at all. Um, uh, I was trying but then I gave up at some point. Um because I wanted to have too many things in the magic spreadsheet. And then I realized that I had tasks for things in Nosby. And then I had events in the calendar. And then I had that and that. Like, I had many duplicate situations. Like, you know, duplicate, you know, it sounds like I'm really stupid. Uh, uh, maybe I am. Uh, but it, it was really weird. Like, when I realized, like, why do I have to just stick here, you know, press there and just, like, like why? Mm-hmm. Uh, one place... For this is enough. Like if it's an event in calendar, like it doesn't require a task unless there is an actionable thing to do because of this event, right? Like and 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 things like that. You know, um, for example, I was putting in my magic spreadsheet um, my trainings, like you know, like manually. Like I did five kilometers of that, seven kilometers of that. No, I just got an app called Run Gap. Mm -hmm. which um, synchronizes all my trainings from different apps that I use like Strava or or workouts or whatever and it just puts them in one place and gives me nice uh, uh, charts like how many things I did so I don't really need to put like manually this stuff anyway like waste time on this stuff but I was doing that so I was like uh, and the same was with with, with journaling and we'll get to that but um, also I realized that I wasn't journaling as much because I put myself too many like steps to finish a journal entry so again i was just i felt like when i looked at that after reading these books that i was really <laughs> rooting against myself <laughs> and just like having a recipe for failure just 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 you know just this guy is gonna give up at some point because this is too much. But let's let, let you know let's let's see how let's see when he gives up. And at some point, of course, I gave up or or I wasn't as consistent as as I wanted to be.
0: For new listeners, I, I should say that the concept behind the "quote unquote" magic spreadsheet, and I don't even know where, where the the <laughs> the name came from, but it's that it's worth tracking certain parameters about your life that are relevant to. Something where you're developing like maybe tracking your weight or tracking your workouts or tracking how much time you whether you read a book this day or whatever like if, if you want to develop a habit or or something it's it's worth tracking certain things because then you can review it and see if you're getting better or worse and make decisions for change and like like changing your your process based on that and this is something I started doing um in 2010 almost 10 years ago, and I think in 2017 or something, or 2016, I, I don't even remember, I, I sold you on the idea uh, on the podcast, uh, and and I, I feel like uh, every now and then I, I hear that that you're struggling with it and coming back, and struggling with it and coming back, and I I, I do remember seeing your, your magic spreadsheet, and it was really wide, like it had a lot of columns, whereas for me right now, it's it's just... Like, it's almost nothing. It's like three columns and a micro journal. Um, And and like, in the past, it was wider, but there were other things that I either stopped tracking because they stopped being relevant or because I got um, too lazy to track it and like, it was not as important to me anymore. Or exactly what you're saying, that I just got a different tool for tracking that, right? So there's no use duplicating that. You're right about that. And also I should say that a useful app... For moving data between places, like if you want to aggregate it in some way is to use iOS shortcuts. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. like I have this weird thing, which I don't know if it makes sense, but I just got used to it, so it's my thing. so i have I have this um, plan planning like day planning um, scripts in shortcuts. Where like I launch a shortcut and it opens Bear with a, a template checklist for me to plan the next day. We discussed this in, in the past. We we can put the link in the show notes to uh, more details. But anyway, at the beginning of the day, I weigh myself and I I put the weight there in the note since I'm opening it anyway to like check and remind myself of what's the, the what the plan is for today. But then when I I I tap this shortcut to open the magic spreadsheet, it copies this this um, wait from there, and then I just paste it to the uh, magic spreadsheet, right? So it's one step less. But actually, like I guess I'm doing it just because I'm used to and because I, I have um, charts done my way, if it's in Numbers, the Numbers app. Uh, but I also put it to Apple Health. Right. So, like, if yes. if you want it in one table, for example, at the end of the year during a review to see your workouts and whatnot, then you can easily pull data from health or from other apps using um, shortcuts and just spit out um, comma-separated values so that you can paste it into like one big table for analysis or
1: whatever. Yeah. I mean, for example, with weight, um, uh, I don't need to do what you do because I just have a s- scale that uh, connects to my phone, so it puts Mm -hmm. the the weight into the health app. So I can just see the chart of my weight in the health app directly. So I have that. But speaking of your um, uh, uh, shortcut with bear and and all that stuff. So um, I also copied your idea uh, about the shortcuts with bear and and, uh, um, the whole nine yards of planning a day. And then uh, having, um, and then I, I expanded on on this because I added my journal. So I added uh, like a journal entry for the morning and a journal entry for the evening, uh, and there are different entries. Like uh, in the morning, it's about gratitude and like being thankful about stuff, and then um, in the evening, it's about planning next day. And both of these entries, I I, I studied them like how. Other people are journaling on which questions people ask themselves and all that stuff. So, um, so I had that and I I, uh, um, I I published it on my blog and you can use these shortcuts uh, too. But in iOS 13, these shortcuts broke. So um, I started tweaking them and changing them for iOS 13, like you know in October I remember like in October when I got the iOS 13 um, update on my iPhone. Um, so I had tweaking them and improving them and then. In, when when I was doing my annual review, I started to completely rethink the whole thing. And uh, what happened was that uh, I have a new script for journal. Like, I decided to merge two things, to have um, a very straightforward morning routine. Mm-hmm. And we talked about morning routine and the, 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 uh, the uh, importance of it. And I actually kind of failed at morning routine because the way school works and everything works i just like my morning routine wasn't wasn't right and i wasn't following it and so i simplified my morning routine added it as a step like in the you know bare planning and journaling and all that stuff but then again i made i made these scripts a little bit independent so journaling is, is it can go with planning but i can just just plan the day if I want to, or just journal if I want to. So, so uh, this way, for example, I don't have this barrier of entry. that If I don't journal, I don't plan, or you know, the other way around. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like just journaling. I just just can plan the day for tomorrow, and then I can journal later. So it's you know, again, to, to reduce barrier of entry, to have fewer steps to go through, and then I also reviewed my journal flow um, to have like, do I really need this question? Do I really need that? And then I I, I simplified it too. So. I will post my updated journaling. And, and of course, I'm, with that, I just made the shortcuts much easier um, to use. So um, so I, I will, I'll put the shortcuts in the... Uh, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes to my blog. I'm going to blog about these shortcuts. But by the time the episode airs, they should be already online, where I just simplified this. So I simplified the journaling, I simplified the day planning. And I really like how I uh, incorporated the morning, morning, um, morning routine in the day planning. You know, like it's like a additional section in, in in the in the note, like my more like a simple checklist for morning routine, and I can report that after a week of using it, so far so good. I'm really following the morning routine a lot, a lot more. I it just I don't have this hesitation. I should I journal now, or it's just too much work, or should I just plan a day now, or just too much work. Like I, it's not anymore. Like it's it, because I know that there are just fewer steps. Everything is more more streamlined, more simplified. Like this week. I really followed the morning routine the um uh, the journaling and and the, um, the whole thing and of course it's just the first week <laughs> I'm very motivated it's January so I'll report back in a few months but I'm really happy with with just really ma- like you know having this view like looking at the way I journal the way I plan does it make sense should I do so many things can I simplify that can I have fewer steps like can I just make it more effortless and I did and so far so good. Yeah, I I go through this process every now and
0: then, like I guess every year or two I I come to this point where uh I feel like I have too much, like everything is too complicated and I have too many things to juggle, too many processes, habits, whatever, and I just have to rethink everything and and get rid of so many things. I think it was last in 2017 or 18 that we discussed like my big minimalism project and how much I I got rid of, Also so in 2018... um, uh when i I finally read Mari Kondo then in my physical space, I also cleaned up so much and with um digitizing papers and whatnot so i i don't I don't have this problem right now but i I completely feel you like i this is something that occasionally has to be done
1: yeah, and for example, the same way the same thing the same conclusion um was with my weekly review mm-hmm I regularly failed at doing a good weekly review every, uh, I mean, last year. just And you know that because you've seen my tasks. So, I mean, so, like, uh, th- this is the worst part. Because we share so many projects together, like, there is no way for me to say that I did a good weekly review because, you see, I didn't. So, it's like, you know, uh, so, I cannot...
0: Just... So, so when you're referring to weekly review, you mean you're, like, weekly review and all your kind of work stuff and the tasks and yes. whatnot?
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yes. So, so... Having like doing that and seeing how many times you were just shouting to me from the rooftops, Michael, you, should, you didn't respond to this. You're like, Michael, you haven't seen that, like, and all that stuff. So, I do appreciate it anyway. Mm. Um, so, um, tomorrow I'm going to do, uh, do my weekly review. Tomorrow is Friday. We're recording this on a Thursday. And one of the things I want to do tomorrow, like, starting from to tomorrow, so for the for like, basically, the whole January, I'm going to be tweaking my weekly review to make sure that I find what must be done, like a few steps that I have to do to say that I did a weekly review, and then all the other additional steps, because I think, again, I was just overwhelming myself with this ideal picture of a weekly review, like do this, do this, clean this up, clean this up, so if I would just go to clean this and this and this, uh, I would already be done, like there will be just already two or three hours done, and I would be tired, and I wouldn't finish it. So... I want to simplify my weekly review to have the must-do the, the, the must do for the weekly review to really make, like, say I did a weekly review. And then optional steps that I can do if I have time. Like, if I have time, I can just also clean up that, or I can also clean this, or I can just, or, or, or not. And then I can just postpone it for later, or, you know, have a task for later. But um, I want to divide this into these two steps. This is the one thing. So just uh, just uh, the, like one improvement I want to do. So I want to observe myself. I want to see which things I struggle with and which are really important to do a week, to 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 have a, a clear vision for a weekly review. So that's the that's the first thing. And second thing, I want to get back to the routine of doing a weekly review somewhere else. So this is what mm-hmm. what, what you you've been also doing. Oh, so yeah. um, I want to do. So I I've restructured my calendar in such a way that on a Friday morning I, I bring my girls to school. And, and I get back to this fact that I go to a cafeteria directly there for the purpose for the sole purpose of weekly review and only I can I am allowed to leave the place once I've done the weekly review so um so I'm gonna stick around like and sit there like an idiot if I just you know if it, if it just takes too much so that's the basically basically the idea uh, because I remember whenever I had this routine it was really helpful like this this change of scenery this change of place like this going to a different place and going to this place, which means to me weekly review um, uh, had a benefit. So I'm going to uh, uh, try this January to simplify the process, first thing, and second, uh, follow the routine which worked before.
0: Let me talk about weekly review, uh, but not the weekly review you're talking about, the the GTD-ish weekly review work mm-hmm. stuff, weekly review. Um, so as, as you know, Michael, I, for years, uh, have had this this habit of doing a proper personal weekly review um, on Saturdays. Well, actually, it used to be Sundays, but now it's Saturdays. Um, yeah, it used to be Sundays, I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. it used to be Sundays, but in 2016, when I learned to actually like wake up at 8 and not like whenever, uh, it started <laughs> annoying me that my favorite weekly review cafe opens at 10, so I end up... Um, like screwing around in the morning and like getting distracted because it's like opens uh-huh. too late. That's why I changed it to Saturday because they open on nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. So so this is a, a very important habit for me. And the funny thing about it is it's so important to me that we've n- never properly fully talked about it. We've discussed it briefly here and there, but <laughs> I, just, I just laugh at... Um, like every time, for example, I'm re-listening to our annual review um, pod, uh, episodes. I, I always keep saying every now, every couple of months, and in, in one place or another, I keep saying that let that, that soon we're we're properly discuss weekly review and make like a an, an ultimate episode on on this process. But since it's so important to me and I want to do it do this right, I end up procrastinating it for years. So we should do it in 2020. Point is. Um, this is a a habit, a routine, a process where I isolate myself. So again, going to a different place and not allowing myself to leave until I'm done is very helpful. And it right? tends to take me like two hours or so, two or three hours maybe. Um, and during my weekly review, I go through my yearly plans, my kind of non-work related yearly plans and like other stuff that's happening and try to work through it uh, by journaling, by kind of writing out my thoughts because it's easier to make decisions this way um, than by just like thinking about it in my head. Uh, I I try to like come to conclusions and make uh, changes and process improvements and like change my plans or decide, okay, I'm having trouble with this. Maybe let's come up with a different idea of how I can get better at say, reading more books, because I'm not doing that, or I keep putting on weight, like, how, what do I need to change? Like, what do I need to plan? What, what do I need to read in order to, to change that? So this is, this is very important, has been important to me for many, many years, like a, a truly crucial kind of feedback loop for life. Um, and in 2019, I've been frustrated that I've not been doing it very well, so I have been doing it almost every week, but it's been taking me longer than usual and with less results than usual. Like I would get uh-huh. distracted and not get to the point. Like I would kind of go through the motions, but like not ask myself the hard questions, like doing the hard kind of intellectual labor of like coming up with new ha- uh, you know, hacks and, and and mind tricks to like, try to get better at something or to get something done that i have trouble with um so i've completely revamped during my annual review um when i, I kind of saw this uh, how i do week review and i i wrote out a like a template which uh-huh. uh which has concrete questions like a very pointed questions to which i can't like go around for every point of my my annual plan my my plan for 2020 and like you know habits that I want to maintain continuously so it's not like you know it there's a template with like headers for like areas of life or whatever like health or books it's like hey uh how many books did you read this year and you know are you on track to achieving the the yearly goal cuz like You can do the math pretty easily and see if you're on track or not. And there's no, there's no excuses that, oh, yeah, well, you know, this, this week was kind of a week because whatever, whatever, right? Like I see, oh crap, I've read seven books this year and I need to do this. So this is bad. Um, And another big failure of mine was not really doing the kind of quarterly reviews, the personal quarterly offsite which is supposed to be this um, kind of extra review where you extra isolate yourself and like truly uh-huh. like deeply look into like life and work and everything to to get insights and, and see stuff that you normally wouldn't notice like week to week. And I haven't really done once. Um, like every every quarter I would see some excuse why it needs to be moved to next week
1: and next week and next week and well 52 weeks have passed hmm. <laughs> so with that with that thing I have a good process for that so mm-hmm. the quarterly offsite actually worked for me last year pretty well um and you know where I did them yeah on the planes
0: yeah I, had a,
1: I had a bigger perspective so when it's like the kind of these these quarters went like this that when I was when it was more or less scheduled to have my quarterly offsite, I was on the plane. So I was going somewhere. So um on the plane, like there's nothing else to do. Like, you know, I can watch, I can binge watch and Netflix show, whatever, whatever, but but I can just, you know, I have no connection to the internet, but I have all my data on my iPad. Like I'm, you know, all my journal, I have you know, notes from previous quarterly offsite. So I have that on the on the on the iPad. And I have access also to Nosby which is great uh, offline so the quarterly offsite actually the, the last one that i did uh, for the last quarter i did coming back home after christmas so um so how much uh,
0: how much time does it take you to like go through your quarterly review
1: normally normally um it takes me like 3 to 4 hours okay so i guess it takes me more
0: cuz like i i don't see mm-hmm. myself doing it on the plane like i'd have to fly back and forth <laughs> or like have a really long plane, or get a uh,
1: plane to New York and back, and then you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: yeah, not happening though. Uh, <laughs> how much? Okay, just out of curiosity, um, did you track or do you have an estimate of how much time um, you spent on on the annual review this uh,
1: over the last couple of weeks? Well, I, again, I, I don't have a number for you, but uh, the annual review take, takes me much more time because right. uh, because I review. All the quarterly offsites, mm-hmm. I review my journal. I review like you know goals. I, I I go through lots of things, so it takes me much more. Um, with quarterly offsite, I just re- go through last quarter, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and of course the yearly goals. But I just it's it's actually quarterly offsite is is easier for me you know to be done than than um, than the weekly review. So I have, uh, right. I have the other way around
0: because I feel like. The quarterly review is an extension of the weekly review cuz during the weekly review I I look at my plans for the year anyway but here I need to do more work like in addition yeah. to trying to figure out how to get better at stuff I also like have to like think extra deeply about it and and like review data from the last 3 months to like see like really did I did I uh, did I make a good progress, or or do I have to change the plan for for the year? Like I just I I I find it hard to come up with like good insights without like properly like spending much of the day or or the weekend on it.
1: The thing is, my quarterly offsite depends on my direct reports' quarterly offsites. So uh, very often I do mine. Like actually, usually I do mine after all the my direct reports have done theirs so i've been thinking about it for quite a while
0: so it's also more of a work thing than a personal thing to you
1: no personal is, is there as well okay yes that's why the personal stuff take, it takes more of my time because like the work thing I, i'm 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 actually by the time i start working on my quarterly offsite i've almost you know reviewed everything with my direct reports and with my you know stuff that I was I had to prepare because when I had my uh, individual chats with my uh, direct reports I also uh, it requires already thinking and you know going through the goals going through like lots of stuff so mm-hmm. that's why my work kind of quarterly offsite is lots of individual chats with my direct reports and preparing for that for these things so it takes much more than a few hours Um, um because each call takes more than an hour and preparing for that takes an hour right. basically so that that, but so that's why when I come already to the quarterly offsite for myself it's more uh, there is more private stuff there than the work stuff because work stuff is just easier because I've already been thinking about it for the last yeah, two exactly. weeks for example
0: right so what does what does
1: 2020 bring to you? of course Nosby Teams official launch so for me Everything I do this year will, like professionally, will revolve around nosby Teams official launch. Um, uh, we're going to launch, hopefully this quarter, so the first quarter of 2020. Um, that's our internal promise. Um, so uh, And actually, we have to do it, so uh, there's no way around it. We must we must do it. We will. yes, hopefully, probably, certainly. Uh, yes. And uh, and because of that, um, this is an important milestone for me. And this dictates like things I, w- I will do uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I have no more roles in my company because I just fired myself from VP of marketing. So there's nothing for me to do here, <laughs> apart from being the CEO. <laughs> so are you unemployed or unemployable? <laughs> Unemployable that's for sure. No, but uh, that means I had to, like this annual review was very difficult for me because I had to go through the whole thing and just really find my role in the company, find Mm -hmm. my role as support person for my direct reports, for for my directors and find the excitement there uh, and all that stuff. And actually I'm more excited about this year than ever. So uh, it's 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 it was good that I had to just you know find myself find my role uh, in the, in the company what am I supposed to do to help us execute to help us make the, the Nosby teams launch a successful launch um to um uh, we have certain goals that we want to have we want to hit this year uh, and how to like define the goals like and all that stuff and find my you know find my active role what can I do to really support this and um, um and Again, to do that, I found I decided to uh, look at my week and see what I'm doing, what I've been doing, what I should be doing um, uh, with my week to make sure that I can be of service to everyone needed. And uh, one of the things I realized is that um, in many aspects, I need to have more, really, longer deep work sessions. On some of the things that I haven't finished last year, mm-hmm. so many things I was I was saying or I was repeating to 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 you or to anyone else or to other other reports. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm I'm all, almost done with this. I'm almost done, but um, I miscalculated how much I need <laughs> to really you know to really get this done because um, like <laughs> if I want to make a good decision, I need to really research stuff, like really go through stuff and mm-hmm. researching and going through stuff doesn't really go as planned. It's not like, you know, I'm going to research this for half an hour and I'm going to know the perfect answer. Not really. Sometimes it's half an hour and you know the perfect answer. Sometimes it's like a whole day and it's still not the perfect answer. And you just, right. you know, are you back to square one? So I started writing down all these projects, like mini projects, like, you know, things that I haven't finished last year, which are required for us, you know, for be teams, you know, to be successful. Um and where I just failed at delivering these, or had them half-delivered, you know, half asked delivered. And then I realized, okay, it's great, the list is already long, I mean, it's like 10 or 12 items already on the list, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure there will be more. Um, and I, sa- I thought to myself, okay, when I'm going to do them? Like, like, looking at my week, you know, I have all these meetings and other stuff, you know, how can I restructure the meetings and all that stuff? That's why. Uh, If you remember last week, I asked you to bump some meetings, like to like to bump um, a design fight to one o'clock on Tuesdays. And uh, I bumped a director's meeting to one o'clock on on Mondays uh, because I decided to try a new concept, uh, which I call Core Hours, Mm -hmm. which means um, from 11 to 1, I work on my one thing for this week. So on, during my weekly review, I decide, was the th- was the mini project I'm going to work on next week for my core hours. So it's pre decided. I decided on the Friday, and I did I did it last Friday actually, and and, and this week was pretty successful. So I decided I'm going to work on that stuff, and it doesn't mean I'm going to end this or I'm going to I don't know if I'm going to end this, but I'm going to dedicate all my core hours to this thing, and because core hours. Uh, and to make the execution effortless, so to make it really effortless, first of all, the decision has been done on Friday, so on Monday I know what I should do, what we should be doing, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Second, I rescheduled my schedule to make sure that it's always 11 to 1. So at 11 to 1, I'm unavailable. Like, like there is no sports, there is no meetings, there is no nothing. If you want something from me, I, I probably wouldn't answer, because I'm gonna be in my deep work mode and just spend these two hours there. Um, and why two hours? Because in my previous experience, I realized that two hours is what it takes to really dive deep enough to like to to understand something and to really, like, you have the half an hour to just warm up and then you start, you know, really doing the work. And uh, and I thought, you know, of course, like in some of the situations, like on Monday and Tuesday, right after I have a meeting, so that's why for the meeting, for example, I have to prepare before four hours. Mm-hmm. But again, for now, I make it really, like, really, really simple. Eleven to one, two hours a day, core hours, every day of the week, until Friday. So on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, mm-hmm. and on the Friday, on my weekly review at nine o'clock, I, you know, review my core hours from the pre- previous previous week and decide what's a new theme, like uh, for 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 um uh, for the following week. So that's my idea. If it succeeds or not, I can't, I can't tell you right now. But what I can tell you is uh, I've already tried this week. So I, I decided last, last Friday what my core hours will be for this week. Mm-hmm. And this week I've been very successful. It worked very well. But of course, again, it's the first week of January. I'm very optimistic. It's the beginning of the year. Um, so uh, lots of grain of salt there. But anyway, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about letting myself having these core hours and just working on on the theme for the week because I already feel from this week, which was shorter because of the six the sixth of January, January, that still I did so much more. I had so much like meaningful work done in these core hours than ever before. So it's and and this idea of having like the same schedule, the same time, I love it. So are those realistically? You're only two hours
0: in a day for like proper, full, deep work and everything else is kind of managerial or like shallower uh, work or is it just like special thing for one project and you have other stuff you devote to yourself like like deeply?
1: The latter. So Mm -hmm. it's just these two hours are special for this thing that I chose on Friday. Okay. So I have and i and and when I look at my journal from the from this week I had much more deep work hours than than I thought but just these are just for that like this is like so so this for for the, I don't do anything else in these core hours I don't do like you know um like any other thing this is your special core hours for this theme that I chose for the project or mini project that I chose uh, on a Friday that's that's the idea and mm-hmm. and what I can tell you already like uh, uh from from yesterday that uh it's just it's infectious because then after i've done'm done with my core hours sometimes I just stretch another hour because I'm just on a roll and i because I have no meeting or something I just and I have another hour free, I just keep going because like i'm in on a roll or I switch to something else and I still work in deep work, but on something else, so that's another thing okay why eleven though
0: just curious like why why
1: not start from the the very morning yeah that's a good question and I wanted to answer that. Um, all the productivity like, books and everything tell you like from the morning morning, like start you know with uh, with your biggest you know eat your frog and all that stuff, you know mm-hmm. biggest tasks. Yeah, uh, I don't work like this. I, I mm. realized again, looking at myself from last year, I realized that between 9 and 11, first of all, I have a few meetings like I have the quality support, for example, on a Wednesday uh, on a Tuesday. And then I have, or Wednesday, I have Tuesday uh, for Roadmap <laughs> Rangers, uh, and 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 Monday, for example, Monday is my sacred. From nine to ten, I have my swimming pool, and I love it. Like this, I don't know this this thing of going to swimming pool every Monday um, just starts Monday great, like starts my week great. And you don't feel like doing the the
0: deep work, your core hours after meetings is like distracting. That that kind of it's harder to get deep after you get really sh- you know you get shallow by uh yeah d- meetings.
1: so this this week was was curious because i had uh the 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 meeting uh, uh the quality support meeting um we'll talk about it later in some other episode but i had the meeting and i said um ivona uh we have to like you know cut this meeting because i have another one at 11 and i just like, like the 11 <laughs> was like you know uh like, sorry and Ah, and what I did because I have my lights in my home office with HomeKit, <laughs> I set up a, 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 a thing that at eleven my lights go up in my home office to to, to tell me these are core hours, and then they shut down <laughs> at, at, <laughs> um, at 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 one. So it's a geeky thing, but yeah. So what I'm long story short, mm-hmm. I need a warm up. I see that between nine and eleven mm-hmm. things pop up. Sometimes for example some, somebody shows up here in the house you know to fix something or whatever a delivery whatever like what I saw like again looking at my past year and this is important I was looking at my past year and my past performance and my past uh, uh, the way I do I work is that in the morning I need the warm-up. I need to do some shallow like work, some meetings some like some some something mm-hmm. to warm up um, and then at 11 I'm just I'm just trying to be okay so again. First, first days, but I'm just trying to be hard. Like it's eleven, just shut down now. Now it's core hours. Now it's this subject.
0: That's really interesting. Uh, f- I've been pushing very hard uh, on this show and and for myself and in in discussions with with others that you always must start with the the deepest work. Just do not. Do not look at Slack and Nosbian and GitHub notifications until, say, 12. After I'm done with my uh, most important deep work, and of course I regularly fail at that. Uh, but I I see that not failing at that is a, is a, has a very strong correlation with like actually being productive. Like me starting from a meeting or getting distracted by conversations going on uh, in Nosby or Slack or whatever. Is is bad for my productivity if if the, the sort of productivity I'm seeking is like very deep concentrated work on something difficult intellectually, uh, and sometimes I do need a warm up, but but the warm up is still deep work, just like something that is f- fairly easy for me to do. Like I know how to do something, I just have to focus on it and 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 get it done. So I'm 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 really glad to 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 hear that that on your have to self-discovery you notice that for you that doesn't work because like Mm -hmm. you know that that makes sense i would guess most people would benefit from doing it my way i think i might be wrong about that but i i think it's the, the sort of thing that it's too easy to get distracted in the morning and it's actually bad uh but you know uh i everybody is slightly different so if that
1: works for you then great i'm really happy to hear that so, so what I don't do in the morning at between nine and eleven, what I don't do is I don't check email, or I don't check like external stuff, I don't read news anyway. So you know, so I don't, I'm not get distracted by really external things. What I can get distracted like, a little bit, like as as I said, meetings with some other team members or some conversation on Slack about our team or about our work. So these kind of things. So these are like, acceptable um, distractions before eleven uh but 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 they, again they are good they, like, I I I realized that they are good for a warm up for me mm-hmm. to just you know reply to people you know like be uh, be more again be more in touch with the, with the team you know like be there for them and then eleven shut myself down uh, uh focus on 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 the theme and then, then then continue from there
0: okay as for you making magical lights that change their color one trick that i kind of figured out that seems to work on me in the past couple of months is setting alarms. Like, yeah, I I, I would have many different routines that I'm supposed to do something at some hour, like, you know, I'm supposed to plan the next day and put stuff into the magic spreadsheet at two and certainly no later than like four or 5 p.m., but like I would regularly ignore that. It's just notifications don't work on me. Like they're too easily ignorable. Or I would. Um, I'm like so regularly late to places and meetings, and you know that because you're the same, if not worse. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I I have a calendar, right? Like I'm a responsible planning adult, and yet uh, I just you know ah maybe five more minutes, and then I I don't you know. I don't t- take into the account the time it will take me to like, you know, um, put the clothes on and like walk out of uh, the house or whatever to to get to some place at some time. So I learned to set up alarms, like like shout to Siri, um, you know, uh, to wake me up at some time. And it's just so intrusive and annoying. It's uh, much more difficult to ignore it. So I I do this for multiple things for like important. Uh, like when I need to get home or get to some place and I need to leave at some time and every day at 5 p.m. I have an alarm to remind me to plan the next day and this seems to work because it's like too too difficult to ignore and just be like ah maybe later, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I do that. I
1: think it's a good tip, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for, for for me, I'm 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 like I'm playing with the home HomeKit uh, anyway in my home, and uh, this um uh, this way of setting these uh, you know uh, automations is is fun anyway. Um, but it's really cool. Like it, you know, I have these lights on, and then it's, and it's a it's a symbol, you know. Uh, um, things you know things have to change. Okay, so um, now speaking of the review, I also what I also do every year, I post a blog post mm-hmm. of my past year. Um, on my personal blog and I've been doing this for the last seven years now, I think Um, so from 2013 to to 2019 now and um, so one of the things one of the themes from last year was uh, doing the uh, uh, like doing sports I keep doing sports, Uh, I failed at not doing the Ironman (laughs) Um, and uh, but apart from that I kept uh, training um, and I uh, what what was funny enough and what was funny listening to our past episodes was mm-hmm. that of course there are trade offs. So if you do like more of this sport, then naturally you have to do less of the other one. Like you cannot just you know max out you know running and then your cycling and your everything else because otherwise you would just be doing sports and not live. So um uh, so I realized for example that uh, like tennis is 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 a theme for me. It's a thing I really like it. That's and nice. I've yeah, I've 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 doubled my tennis game uh, last year like from thirty to sixty hours uh, total, so more than mm. one hour a week of tennis. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, now it's a, it's a thing that uh, I do with uh, my buddy Steve. On, uh, every Friday we finish the week by our uh, with with a tennis match. Uh, so it's like it's our like TGIF at best. Like after the weekly review, after I've closed out things and after I've learned something, new know, whatever. Then there is the tennis game with Steve, and then we head off for the weekend like it's a it's it's a thing that i do right now i love it um i get my ass kicked every time by him but i'm getting better so uh so tennis and anyway uh when i was writing this review i thought you know i didn't do such a good job at the sports but then when i realized and saw my stats i realized you know again trade-offs like i had fewer kilometers like more kilometers of running but fewer kilometers of cycling but anyway in total I'm really happy with where I am. I'm uh, with my regular training, and um, I'm closing my circles on my Apple Watch. Uh, I love that too. So these things work for me, and these things were pretty stable for me last year, which was great. Uh, that's why I want to just—I don't want to push myself with any other Ironman, you know, goal or something like that. I don't need that stuff. Um, I realized it this, uh, this past year. Um, all I need was just keep is just keep doing, keep running, keep cycling, like keep doing because I like it, because it you know it keeps me fit, and uh, you know do two tri- triathlons, uh, one in spring and one in the fall um, this year as well. It just uh, like the the regular Olympic distance ones, and just have fun with that. So that's so with the fitness, like I'm I'm happy with where I am, and um, and I want to just keep at it, and uh, this is pretty good.
0: All right what about the digital minimalism thing this is something we discussed the book at uh, the beginning oh, yeah. of 2019 and i don't think you really shared on the podcast that after years of me trying to persuade you to to get at least a few weeks completely off of twitter you did that and i i guess you really decreased how much time and energy you you put on social media and other distracting stuff like that
1: didn't you yeah um I've mentioned it on this podcast several times and I'm going to repeat this time as well. I hate mm. you man. Like <laughs> you are messing with my head since 20 um Yes. Yes. So um you uh, uh well, you didn't force me. Like I did voluntarily. <laughs> my bad. So on, in April I decided to just cut off social media completely for a month until my birthday. For a, for a, for a complete month. And it coincided with me and my wife going on a Camino de Santiago, uh, which was really fun, and was actually easier to, to 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 not to you know be tempted by social media when you're just completely off. But anyway, you're right. I just realized how much I don't care about social media. Like I uh, I am on Twitter. I use Twitter, uh, but as you've noticed, I don't post much. I post like every now and then. Sometimes I. Just you know, browse it. Um, I so what I did for my Twitter uh, is that I uh, uh, removed more people from the people I was following just to make sure that I just have just just a few people that I really want to follow, and that's it. So if I removed you from people I, I follow you and you're a listener to the show, I'm sorry, no, I'm, I'm don't not be offended. offended. You're great. <laughs> no, no, I do follow you, um, but uh, well, you don't, you don't write much, so it's good. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, that, that's the thing. So I'm just following a, like a limited number of people, which I really appreciate. And I keep uh, like you know unfollowing and you know changing that. So if I see that somebody's posting just too much or is just dominating my timeline, uh, uh, I'm removing them. So I'm 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 that there. Second thing, what I do, I use only Tweetbot, so I don't use the official Twitter client, and I use mm-hmm. it only on my iPad. Uh, so this way, when I have my iPhone with me, there's no way for me to get to Twitter. So, um, uh, which is helpful because, you know, as you know, the the, the worst, you know, the worst uh, um, mechanism, you know, on social media is to just, you know, you have a spur moment, you just open your phone and you just go to Twitter. So no Twitter there. And uh, I, I set up myself a screen time of, of, of 15 minutes a day, which is really great because uh, if I open Twitter and I start browsing and then just, you know, being a completionist that I am just, you know, trying to get to, to to finish my timeline, I have a time limit. So then it's like, oh, it's been already 15 minutes. Shit. <laughs> so then I uh, either you know ignore it, which I can override it, or I just say, okay, done. I'm done for today. And I well, just remove it. So You're, you're still fine.
0: probably using Twitter about seven times as much as I am because I do about the same by like maybe once a week. Uh, but
1: I give you another year or two and you'll get there. You'll see. You'll see. Exactly. But... The progress is there. Second, I, I'm I'm hardly opening Facebook. So maybe once a week. <laughs> maybe once every two weeks. So like Facebook, I'm almost not there. I am posting on Facebook when I post on my blog. But that's it. I don't care later about the comments or whatever. But... Recently, I reviewed my posts and the engagement from my blog posts, and I see that, of course, Facebook doesn't appreciate me posting links to my blog instead of just writing directly on Facebook. So hardly anybody reads it. So probably I won't be posting on Facebook anyway. What about um, the
0: Instagram? Did you did you quit it completely? Nice, me too. Completely, yeah, man. It's, I just, it's the worst. I did the it
1: sucks you in. Yeah, I did the 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 best the best nine, and I was afraid that I wouldn't have nine pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I had fourteen pictures last year, so so more than nine. So okay, uh, so
0: it's it's not it. Okay, it's quote unquote completely, not completely. No, no, but they, they were from the from
1: the beginning of the year mostly. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. So like in the in the so like up, up until April, I was posting more because then you know I quit and I um I posted maybe one or two episodes, like uh, pictures from there. So no, I so and there is. So, do you have a, an Instagram app on your phone? I have it, but I never open it. Okay, fair. Which is great. Like, is, this is the best part. Like, even if I have it, I don't go to it at all. I don't have the urge. I completely lost it. Like, it's gone. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm, really. Like, no, I don't need the, the, the secret, you know, shortcut and all that stuff. No, 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 no. I, I, I never opened Instagram. Even, even though, for example, I said myself that maybe on Fridays I should browse for Instagram. But I think like two months ago on Fridays, I did open it and then I closed it. And I was like, nah. <laughs> so no, Instagram is gone, which is really a good, you know, like it's, it's because this is the worst. And, uh, and the cool thing is that if you have that digital minimalism set, like we do now, uh, when you go back to it, like after, after a while, you're being more critical. So for example, when I open Facebook, I start browsing Facebook, I get anxious and I'm like, shit, I'm really getting anxious. Like, why is it? Of course, it's Facebook. Damn. So it it, it it does create this you know anxiety in you. Like you know, people have better lives. People have are achieving more. Like all that stuff. And then on Instagram is the other thing. I open Instagram. Like why so many ads? Why I'm just browsing ads? Oh shit! It's Instagram. Okay, just gone. So I remember the same thing. Like I I didn't notice like how creepy and stupid it is until I completely ditch it. So thank you so much for you know forcing me. Uh, to to quit social media because I mean to you know re- reevaluate my social media usage because I've been liberated and it's so good. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. It only took me two years to convince you, but
1: well, I'm a slow learner.
0: <laughs> Michael, 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 we are getting distracted. Yes. Uh, let me mention a, a few things about 2019 for me. Not that much. That's very interesting to to share. Like me too, I I continued my work on digital minimalism, and I'm I'm deepening kind of my resolve uh, every year in in that area. My minimalism every year. Uh, I guess the the most the most in- interesting and, and like big uh, change or, or interesting thing that happened was just in the last couple of months when uh, I moved to a new city and I joined the hackerspace, and I've been doing so much kind of hobby stuff learning new new stuff like machining and cnc milling and laser cutting and stuff like that um i also uh, secretly got a driver's license which uh took me a cup like four or five months um probably like something on the order of 70 90 hours of of like preparation maybe uh, all the, the the hours of training and and like reading and Getting to the place and back, um, yeah, and and like many hobby type stuff, like I still do plenty of three D printing. I've done this project with um Daten with um, the smoke sensors, and we briefly discussed that. Yeah, um, uh, I, I did workshops at, on the North Union where eighteen people said yes to to putting together their own smoke sensors and installing them at home. And I'm, I'm looking at some of them very harshly for uh, not actually installing them in the last couple of... Well, in more than a month. Naughty. Yeah. And then uh, I've done workshops in Tarun in my hometown. Uh, there used to be just one. One person with a Luftwaffe sensor in the entire city of 200,000. And uh, then uh, I came and Leon and then eight other people... Eight people signed up for my workshops. They 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 put their money where their mouth was. They um, got the sensors cheaper than usual, thanks to uh, my wonderful uh, sponsor, which is Nozbe, uh, aka you. <laughs> uh, and uh, not everybody also set up their <laughs> their sensors yet, but uh, yeah, it's... It, essentially we've gone from one to like something under of 10 sensors which is great and in total like I added 27 sensors um, in Poland like I I well not me but like I I helped it happen which is like five percent of the entire uh, network in Poland which is cool uh, so there's that um, also a few numbers uh, I put on some weight uh the average for the year was 74 point3 kilograms which is one and a half more than uh, in the average for 2018. And 2.7 more than the average for 2017. So I guess it's time for me to uh, slightly um, change that. Which is funny. Because we've already discussed this last episode. Which is actually going to be the next episode. Because again, uh, space time thing. Also what I didn't expect. what Something I was really surprised by during my annual review. As I was summarizing the, the data I had on hand. Is that. This was the year where I had the most travel ever. I really? didn't plan for this. I didn't expect this. I didn't feel like this. this. This 2019 didn't feel like the year of traveling. And yet I had a record 22 trips and 140 days in travel. That's 38% of the entire year. Like almost half of the year I was away from home. Uh, six of those 22 trips were abroad, including twice to the United States, which was really... Tiring and annoying um, to go to West Coast um, twice in two months. But otherwise, it felt really chill. Like, I didn't feel like I was traveling much. And yet I was, which I guess says something about um, my kind of (laughs) semi-nomadic journey, I guess. Another thing I, I, um, well, uh, another thing after putting on weight that I sucked at uh, in 2019, like, one of the important habits for me is... Reading books mostly listening to them, and I only consumed fifteen. Which the the last time I read so few books was in 2015. In 2016 I read 32. Last year was 20 or the previous year was 26. So this sucks. And what's worse is that the most impactful, interesting uh, books, like in terms of insightful stuff that we'd take to incorporate back into our lives and not just books that are like interesting to read, like, you know, maybe something from history, an interesting story about something. Like all of them, the the five or six books were in the first and second quarters of 2019. After that, it was just like nice books, cool to read, but like I didn't actually learn new insightful stuff from that. And uh, in the last couple of years, I've seen, we've seen how... Uh, oftentimes, those books, uh, you know, in those you know eight or twelve hours of listening to the book, there's an insight somewhere, like something that we wouldn't think of, or that mm-hmm. it would, like often it's something stupid, something simple, a simple idea, but yet something that's impactful in our lives. And listening, reading to those books, and then also discussing them on this very show, uh, is something that created very significant change for me, and I think for you too over the last. Uh, a couple of years and it's been a habit that I've very much cherished and partly through my failure of um, doing proper quarterly reviews, I haven't noticed that, I mean I knew I read fewer books than usual but I didn't notice this pattern that the, the most insightful books like I have done zero in like seven or eight months only during my annual review. So this is definitely something I'm going to change in 2020 and I think that won't be difficult because I've got plenty of time to listen to books. I just haven't done that. Uh, I've also done five conference talks, which again, I didn't think I'd do that. Like that sort of just happened. Well, three of them were improved versions of one talk. Uh, But still, that was kind of nice. And at work, um, you know, same achievements as kind of company achievements, I guess. We announced Nozbe Teams, we've launched private beta, we've launched open beta, and I've open-sourced Zaxx, so the second project that spun out of um, Nozbe Teams. Uh, unfortunately, we failed to like officially ship um, the app in 2019, but we we didn't slip by a lot, I don't think. Well, hopefully, we'll see. I don't wanna promise anything, <laughs> but we're close. So that's good. No, we're, um, we
1: are definitely close.
0: Yeah, and I guess in 2020, I want to take some of those mistakes, those uh, regressions, like with books and with um, me putting on weight. I definitely want to improve my review, my weekly and quarterly review process, and I've already set in motion some changes in my process. Maybe we'll discuss that some other time. Uh, I definitely intend to spend a lot of time on on hobby stuff um, at Space with machining, electronics. Finally want to do my home automation projects, which we've discussed in like 2018, but I've never finished them. Ship Nosby teams, that's a plan. And at work, like two, two things in particular that I want to focus on. One, I want to master performance engineering. Like I, I kind of got into that subfield mm-hmm. of like working on performance and I want to get really good at it. And uh, during my Fridays, my TGIF, I want to like some, sometime during uh, this year, uh, maybe not at the beginning of the year, but I want to, I want to get into machine learning, Uh, I already started that last year in in, like middle of the year. And then I went to the U S and I forgot about it and it kind of didn't go anywhere. So I want to get back to that and, and make some prototypes and learn this shit. So that's, those are my, so well, some of my plans for 2020. I want to share.
1: Yeah, as I mentioned, in my case, uh, professionally, it's going to revolve around uh, Nosby Teams launch. So uh, for me, um, as the CEO, I just want to be as helpful as, as I can to each and every one of you to make sure that you can, you know, <laughs> help us deliver Nosby Teams and succeed. Um, and I found myself uh, some good ideas and roles uh, together with uh, our VP of Marketing. What I can do to help, you know, our marketing. Uh, for uh to spread the word about nosby teams um and to uh, to make sure that I don't disturb them but actually you know um, I'm supportive so so that's good um and uh, personally um uh, we have a few ideas of of longer trips with the family uh, and actually uh, there's a, it's a good way to end this show that um just one after, after just after the show um, uh, ships uh, next week we will spend uh, the weekend with my wife uh, planning the year so it's something we i'm already mentioned here on this show and i i'm trying to sell this idea to everyone i i know uh, it's a good way it's a good idea to take your significant other on a special weekend in january um to a nice hotel nice place i don't know whatever suits your fancy uh, but whatever you're into but just a nice place, completely like we are going to a hotel, a very fancy uh, hotel, uh, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, because the idea is to spend most of the time in the room, <laughs> planning the year. Um, it has some spa things, so we're gonna have some relaxing time as well. But the cool idea, the, the core idea, is to hang out with your significant other and plan and really plan the year. And uh, in the, 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 the we're gonna be doing this for the third time with my wife. In the nice. for the in. In the first time we did the whole best year ever course by Michael Hyatt and so this time I don't think we'll do the course because you know we know the course but we will just focus on our plans so uh, so I like this fact that I've already done done most of my annual review professionally with some you know private stuff as well and now uh, and private goals and now I can go out with my wife for the weekend and plan it together so this way we can like you know synchronize our plans for this year uh, see where we want to go like what we were going to do with our family um uh, so um so it's gonna i'm really excited about that so uh, this is uh, uh you know i think we have some cool ideas what we want to do as a family but you know th- th- on the weekend we'll just go through that and you know align our goals with my wife
0: all right michael this may possibly be the longest episode we'll ever have shipped. Uh, and you know what? It's fine. In fact, it. This is also the name of the book we're probably going to discuss in a couple of weeks. It, The Ultimate Spiritual Way by John Parkin. You've already uh, pitched the book on the show as something we, we need to discuss. And I think we will. So I'm just mentioning it again, maybe as homework, if you want to join in on the conversation, I guess, in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, uh, as for the podcast for 2020, uh, 2019, we've only shipped 26 episodes in 2019, because we had a big break uh, for a couple of months, and we moved to releasing every two weeks instead of every week, because like, just too much stuff going on in our lives, but we're going to continue throughout 2020, I think we're going to get back to discussing more books, and yeah, we're we're... This, this is going to be the sixth year that we're doing the podcast, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, when you think about it, it's really crazy. But uh, I'm happy that we will keep doing it because I do feel like we need to have this, these conversations and we need to be going through books, which you should be reading. Mm. And um, I would also challenge you to try to exercise at least once a week like go for a walk for a run or something like that like you know think about it so yeah um please do read the book that you recommended um because i want to have a full episode uh, uh that we talk about you know expectations others have of us and our own way of doing things and this book plus the the other book that we already mentioned the subtle art of not giving the. A- both of these books are really well connected, and they help you decide on 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 what's really important for you and don't be afraid of the you know strong words because they sometimes are necessary to just decide what's good for you
0: and for the listeners, please listen to episode one seventy of this very podcast if you haven't already, and try doing the annual review. Uh, Michael and I are pretty hardcore about this, and in the span like lots of time on it to really do it right but doing some is better than none especially well only if at least every now and then hopefully every week you spend at least a couple of moments to review that plan to see if you're improving but um, this is something that served the two of us very well and I wish I hope you are gonna give it a try because it might really work for you too and really improve your life Quite, quite seriously. All right, and since we're publishing roughly every two weeks, um, then I guess we don't have to plan further out, since like no, we don't. Who knows what happens
1: in February? Yeah, February is short.
0: No, it's long. It's twenty-nine.
1: For the first time in the history of the podcast, I'm going to be recording using the AirPods Pro, so it's going to be a pro recording.